host, Sean McCann. and welcome back to Divulgence. It's so great to be back. I have a very special guest. I first saw him on William Ramsey's podcast. They did some stuff about some movies, including Eyes Wide Shut, which is what we're going to be talking about today. I loved what he was saying. I checked out his podcast, which is called the Wake the Dead podcast. I've been honestly hooked on his stuff ever since. So we, we were able to connect not too long after I uh, discovered him, so to speak. And he's here to talk with us today. Like I said, he runs the Wake the Dead podcast, which I highly recommend. You can check him out on the onegreatworknetwork.com. You can find out all his info there, and I'm sure he'll give us the rundown and his stuff as well. Please help me give a warm welcome to my new friend, Sean McCann. Hey, Sean, how are you? Greetings. Hello, I'm good. Greetings, everybody, and I'm glad to be welcomed to your show. Thank, Thank you. you so much for coming, man. I'm super excited. So happy that we were able to connect. And I'm so happy about all the all the awesome stuff that we're going to talk about today. And just in general, you know, we have a lot of cool stuff in the hopper. So I'm happy that you were listening to the show. I'm just glad that people are listening. Yeah, man. I've been talking about this eyes wide shut theory, like at the campfire for years and years you know and okay everybody's like sure sure oh yeah you should do something with that and then, like i finally put it together and now like it's a it's a it's a thing on its own you know and yeah. the more the more i look the more i learn and it all fits it all fits this theory and it's very compelling and i'm sure. glad that i can share it with everybody it's you know so i'm glad thanks for having me yeah, well, I'm I'm super happy for you to be here. You did you did a great job again on the William Ramsey podcast. William Ramsey investigates. Give him a big shout out. He's uh, he's a big favorite on the show. And to well, G man, absolutely. Yeah. He, you guys turned it into a two part episode because it just got so deep. It was that's too what's much. So, that's what's so yeah. great about the movie, <laughs> yeah. and that's what's so great about Kubrick in general is that uh, there's just so there's just so much. There's just so it much. I, I, you know, it would be hard to pick where to start really, but because we, you know, fate has basically picked Eyes Wide Shut for us to start. And I think that's a wonderful starting point because it's one of his, I think, more layered movies and some with maybe some more messages. And, and you know, obviously it has the world, I think it still has the Guinness World Record for longest shooting time or yeah. longest production time or whatever. Right. And there's yeah. a lot of funny stories behind that. So yeah, on its own, it's just a, a wonderful creation. It's a wonderful piece of art. And there's just so much into it so uh, i'm just excited to to start peeling the uh yeah. the layers away because they're cool man they're, they're so interesting to hear about and then they're so interesting to talk about so i'm glad that you know we can connect because i have someone to talk about that with because it, it's it's wild shit man it's wild it's wild. It's, so. yeah like i didn't understand it until i learned certain things like for example like you got to learn your way up to understanding what Kubrick is talking about you Absolutely. know you watch it the first time and you're like what is that you know and you you know it was good though it's you know the way that the the, the images are crafted perfectly and like you know the music is really well done so it invites you to watch it again and yeah. These movies are made to be watched many times, you know, and we have watched them many times and they've become part of our 
you know, archetypal Rolodex in our minds, which we can call up, you know, we all have this shared dream of watching the same movie together. You yeah. Know? yeah. And we can bring up ideas and we can use them as, and he can layer in allegories that will, that will trigger our subconscious mind to think of certain things or to, you know, and really his movies are kind of, it's like dissecting the, what it is to be human. You know, it's like really what all art is, is relating to the humanity of another. And he was like um, trying to understand the nature of evil and mind control and domination and, you know, understanding the, the, like the true reality of what, what's happening in our world is, you know, it's domination and slavery. And, you know, like in the 2001 movie, the, in the very beginning, they had that segment with the, the apes yep. and everybody's like, Oh, what was that all about? And, you know, if you look at it, if you're actually looking and you see in the beginning there, you know, the dawn of man, and it's kind of talking about, like, it kind of relates to the Bible, you know, and, but then it's, it's apes. So then the Darwinists are also relating to it. So it's catching everybody in this, sure. you know, it kind of mixes those two theories together. And, and then, so this is like Adam in the garden, right? You know, and they, and they're eating plants and they're coexisting with the animals, you know, yes. the animal, and there's no real violence. They just hoot and holler at the other apes. And then one of, you know, then they, they discover this satanic force which is shaped like a, a black trapezoid with the dark sun, you know, like above it, like, like the pyramid on the dollar bill, you know, that image, like the way that the camera looks up from the monkey's perspective, it creates a trapezoid yes. yep. and the trapezoid is a satanic symbol. It represents the, the trap, you know, of the mind control trap and, and the immoral trap. So basically what it does is this satanic force gives the ideation of domination to the monk, to the apes. And it, 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 it sees what it can do with a weapon to, and he knows the bot, the bones on the ground are used to be, you know, what's inside an animal, you know, and it can smash. And so it recognizes the power of, violence and then it uses this power to control the you know the water hole and and to kill and it's like the first the first murder in the bot like cain and abel you know yeah and exactly. that was related to plants versus meat so it it very much and and when you when you eat meat you are dominating a innocent conscious being you know and you're stealing its flesh like it's it is evil like it's a it's a representation it's a visual representation of domination of others and then it went for like all, and all the family of apes is all eating and you, you know you hear the squish of the teeth and the flies buzzing it's really yeah man you know it, he gets really into it and like people and it was it was released in like 68 and this is right yeah. after the summer of love when everybody's dropping L, you know, and going to the movies to see this experience, you know, sure. and I think Pink Floyd was going to do the soundtrack, but then didn't. And oh, is that this, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. It was supposed to end like they only go for the end piece where they there's, you know, into the, into the monolith and that 
yep. the scene of you know the the people get heavily dosed and then they go see that movie and again and again just for that you know so like while they're there he's inserting these ideas in their minds you know he's he's showing them the reality and he's relating it to biblical ideas and you know i you know uh, as a side note, I don't I don't know if Kubrick was vegetarian, but I know that his personal chef wrote a book about vegan okay. a vegan cookbook. So huh, that okay. might go to show something. But uh, you know, if all of the you know all of the traditions you know ancient traditions of of conscious seeking peoples, they all end up not eating meat. You know, to to get a higher level of of connectedness to you know it's a it's a spiritual thing and you know kubrick knew that and he's using it as a tool to show like once the monkey gets the ape gets this tool then he throws it up in the air and it's cast out of the garden you know like that's the garden of eden and then that technology casts them out and now they're floating up in space you know and in the end the the baby you know ascended master that you know that is dave bowman turned into a baby again because he's like out of time you know and and he's observing the garden of eden from afar like in a bubble separated you know and that's separation from nature and like that's where the satanists and the dark occultists seek to bring us you know sure and the metaphor of like there were six people or something in the five people in the in the ship and three of them died like in the you know the machine just killed them in the in their little pods while they were hibernating it's like they were not awake they were the unbegun while bowman and the other guy are like the freemasons you know okay yeah sure that kind of thing and it represents like the billions of the people on the planet at that time there were like five billion people and like three of them were killed off and the other two and another one, like only 1 billion of it, of them made it to apotheosis, you know, the alchemical new beginning of, you know, beyond this level of, of creation. (laughs) So they, the Satanists see it as like being born out and like escaping from this prison of reality like the garden of eden was a prison and lucifer is like their god because it's freeing them from this cage you know but really they're like separating themselves from the oneness they have it in their mind that they want separation instead of oneness like their minds are changed you know that's 2001 is like very heady it has many different levels but we can talk about that another time but i'm just saying you know like Kubrick will use these type of elements in his, you know, and it, and it seems like, what is that? What it's a bunch of monkeys, like, huh? Right. But then when you see like, oh, they're eating plants and then they're getting along it's with the other animals right? and then they're, they kill a pig, you know, a tapir or whatever, and they're all eating that. And then all of a sudden after they eat that, then they want to go kill another ape. Yeah, They have the violence in their belly, you know, it's like, anyway and so because we're violent and dominant of others we like that satanic force 
well, we think it's a progression and an evolution, but it's an evolution, you know, and it's yeah. tearing us away. Like, so anyway, eyes wide shut is another, I, I didn't understand it until I learned about satanic ritual abuse and trauma-based mind control and presidential level royalty level uh beta sex kitten mind control programmed slaves like they're total slaves and uh once i understood that then as i'm watching eyes wide shut again i'm like wow there it is like i didn't see the thing with the apes until i had stopped eating meat and i was like oh wow there it is you know it's like you learn your way up to like seeing it and now now that I have uh, related this to SRA trauma-based mind control programming, everything fits. There's nothing that I find that doesn't fit. And it's not like my mind is skewed to look for only things that fit. It's like other people find stuff and it fits, you know, it's all, it's all, that is what it is. And, you know, he didn't do AI, I think, because he didn't want to do what that one's about. I think that one's about organized pedophilia. It's some fucking, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, he, I mean, he kept his, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, tr- I tried watching it literally. A few Which one? Ago. AI. AI. And I just, yeah. I, I, I'll have to give it another shot, but yeah, it's, uh, yeah, yeah, right away. It's like, you know, Kiever production. He wanted to do that. Like, He's still got his name on it and everything. So, yes. Yeah. And he did, he storyboarded it out and like yeah. all of the city was built like he had to envision yes, it to be. I noticed that. I did notice some of that. Yeah. yeah. And, and he wanted the Pinocchio thing at the end. You know, that was his idea. The original writer didn't want that. He was like, what's that? You, can you, ex- you can explain that. You can spoil it for me. I haven't seen this. It. So the, the, the book was written by somebody or the, the movie was written by somebody for, he did a short story for a magazine called, yes, Do, okay. it was about like, it, it was called super toys, something. Oh, I, Yes. Super uh, toys. Yeah. It was about yeah. like the the teddy bear was was called a super toy, and it like you know it's like the first AI level, and so like it it was about that, and it, it was expanded into a film. The Kubrick hired him, and they wrote the screenplay together, and and Kubrick added Pinocchio after, and the guy who wrote the original story was like, oh, don't do that. No, it's, it's like, like he, you're ruining his story. Like you know, added Pinocchio in what sense? In the end, there's the blue fairy. Like he wants to be a real boy. Like this. Okay, yeah, yeah. He's relating it to Pinocchio. Oh, and, so just uh, hard. Okay. Like they like he's looking at a blue fairy in like like a Disneyland type statue of the blue fairy from the storybook, you know, and he like just stares at it t- till eternity and and then like you know humans died off but AI still exists and it's like you know and then he recreates the mom for a day like okay it's silly it's very I remember when it like I was young but I remember when it came out and it just i mean i remember i remember as quick as it came out it was essentially forgotten <laughs> well that's because it was spielberg right yeah. yeah yeah but he gave this movie to spielberg who was a friend yeah. of his they yeah were good yeah. friends and but spielberg is a voracious pedophile dude i was just gonna say i it sketches me out whenever 
he's being interviewed about Kubrick and yeah. stuff too. I'm just like, sure. Like I could tell that there Dude. was a, fr- it, it, I, I sense that was there was a with, friendship there, he was friends but it's with like, Clark too. fuck's going on there. Yeah. I know. Right. Yeah. But I mean, just because he's friends with them doesn't mean exactly. Sure. Kubrick sure. No, is that's not what it. I'm saying. Yeah. Because I haven't found any evidence. There's only like one accusation that doesn't even put his name on it. It's some, you know, hearsay thing that people have to figure out. It, it doesn't have any veracity, like, you know, so, but, and he, like the choices in Kubrick's life, he took his family, which was all daughters and a yeah, wife. Exactly. Yeah. And took all them women. away yeah. from Hollywood to England. And, you know, I mean, he knows that England runs the world, you know, and the England's not going to get bombed and stuff like, sure. So he went to It'll, go hide. Yeah. yeah. And he could still create Hollywood style movies because they had a Warner Brothers had a movie lot in London that he could use. So like all of his movies were done on a set, you know, he wouldn't like he just he wanted to be able to come home to his family. He was a family man, you know, like and he tried to protect his daughters, even though when Ryan O'Neill, the guy who I was going to ask you about that. Thank you. Thank you. Barry Lyndon. Yeah, that guy, he was supposed to narrate the film, but then he didn't. Which He film? was sent home, Barry Lyndon. Oh, he was going to narrate the film? He was supposed that, to be the narrator well? oh, of Barry okay. Lyndon, just like how Joker was the narrator of Full Metal Jacket. Gotcha. Okay. They were going to do it like that, but suddenly he's not. And he was sent home on a plane all of a sudden. And then when you read ryan o'neill's daughter's book tatum o'neill wrote a book okay about how she was good friends with vivian kubrick and tatum o'neill was raped by her dad and was brought to studio 54 and she was an underage actress who was getting raped by her dad and when when she went to go in london to go film barry linden she was there with her dad 12 years old or whatever and she was good friends with Vivian, Kubrick's daughter, about the same age. And Vivian had a crush on her dad. And her dad took her to bed. And that and Stanley is, found out. That is, Stanley found out and said, get the fuck out of here. You're done. And that was all put under the, under the rug. But they made him choose. He had to choose out of a short list of five actors. They had to be like big Hollywood names for to cast Barry Lyndon. And he didn't yeah. want to be forced he, into that, but he yeah. was forced to choose off of this short list. And incidentally, he show, he chose a voracious pedophile. <laughs> what are the chances? So Hollywood came to him and attacked him there. You know, like he's still. Based. Do you know who else was on the list? Like maybe they just gave him a whole list of pedophiles and they're like, probably hey, did. Yeah. All right. Fuck me. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, Vivian okay. was, it was young and she didn't know any better. And she sure. was, you know, that's statutory rape. They can't consent when they're that young, they, you know, but that's the same thing with Polanski. Like, Oh, I've been 12 year old girl. Some, yeah. That fucking piece of shit. Yeah. Like she brought the pill. She was dropped off by her mom to go hang out at the pool with this guy, you know? Yeah, so like people, families, like, bring their kids and give them to these pedophiles like that's what hollywood is all about 
you know, all the Disney actors, like in those Disney TV shows, they all get raped backstage. It's all, it's a system that churns them through all the extras. They want to have shows that have as many extras as possible so they can just hire all kinds of useless faces that in the, in the, you know, when they're shooting the people that the producers and stuff, the makeup techs and all the pedophiles that work for Disney can all rape them in the, you know, in the broom closet or some shit. It's a system and the parents are guilty yeah. for bringing them to that place and dropping them off and tell them, go make money, bring home some money kids. Yeah. And it's the same thing as the kids in Sri Lanka that, you know, that go to the ping pong hall halls and, you know, and get paid by pedophile rapists like Arthur C. Clarke who moved to Sri Lanka to go play ping pong with those little boys. So it, it's a system and Kubrick talks about it. He reveals a lot of it in Lolita. He reveals a lot of it in AI, but I think that he, he didn't, he was doing AI and eyes wide shut at the same time. Right. And he wanted to devote his time to eyes wide shut. And I think rightfully so. Yeah. I think that the other movie that, I think that pedophilia subject is depressing to him and he doesn't want to do that. Sure. You know, I also like learned that he was, became very depressed when he was doing all the research for Napoleon the Aryan papers as well. And Aryan papers that yes. really hit him hard. <clears throat> right. Sounds because like. when you dig down the rabbit hole, you learn the truth. That's what he did. He would dig down rabbit holes and he's learning about what happened to people. And he has yeah. to, turn this into a piece of art that others can re can receive you know exactly because you can't just show them bloody gore yeah i you mean know? whenever you whenever you listen to his wife speak about him and working on Aryan papers and dropping Aryan papers you can tell there's a lot of emotion there that and she's german that she too. was yeah she was happy that he dropped it because it was right. definitely affecting him right and right. i think he did uh, over two years of research and, and pre-production so to speak you he know, does that, that for each movie yeah does i mean that much. essentially the time that it took uh spielberg to write cast and shoot and release schindler's he right. was doing you know what i mean he was doing all this research and schindler's list like scooped out all of the it's, like just scooped it, some stepped of his, on his dick you know some of I mean? his casting really... as well right oh i didn't, I'm not mistaken. I didn't know about that but i'm oh, talking okay. about the, the idea of like the, okay. how, how can kubrick put out a movie right after spielberg yeah. did like and and he was friends with spielberg and it's like having a yeah i know i know you know. there's no you never hear any talk about that in the interviews yeah. it's like ah so but then when you look at spielberg's movies you see the pedophilia like sure you see sure. it there like why sure. would he put little children in a latrine getting covered in shit like why would he do that right. why does he yeah. have to show that on the film like it there's there's very deep psychological issues with steven spielberg and i think that's stanley wanted him to see that and he gave them the film ai as a mirror so okay. that spielberg can see his own evil tendencies you know like who wants who wants a young boy that never grows up and all and always follows your commands because yeah. that's what robots do they 
So if you think about it, like a parent wants their kid to grow up and be a man, you know, or a a woman, a strong individual. Make them proud, do something with their lives, go off and, you know, live. An abuser wants somebody that is submissive and follows orders and is a cute little prepubescent body you know there's no change there's no change or maturing yeah. physically mentally yeah totally un, in like under mind control just like all like a lot of the disney actors and actresses ha- are sra victims you know nicole kidman's dad was a mk ultra I wanted to um, talk about that too thank you uh you know he worked for the mk ultra program in australia and it it only makes sense that she was abused as well, you know? And so like, he's, he's choosing these actors on purpose for this film because everything relates to this story of total mind controlled slave women. Like, I guess I could tell it. I, I didn't really spell it out for everybody. The, the movie eyes wide shut is about Alice and Alice in the, you know, in the poster, the movie poster is Alice looking in a mirror. And that's like Alice through the looking glass. And when you look into that, that is a SRA program that is used to program children to be submissive slaves. And if you see around the edge, all the little circles. Yep. They're mirrors too, right? Each one of those shows another one of her. So with SRA programming, they split the, the child into multiples. And this, these multiple personalities, this mirror Damn. shows this, like each one of these little ones is like a fraction, fractal piece of the larger reflection that is the soul, you know. So we see that this, this mirror, that mirrors are used in the programming too. We, we learn from victims of SRA that they'll spin the child or they'll like traumatize the child in some way and then make them look in a mirror and say, you're Sharon now and you're not Lindsay, you know, and, and then it like brings up that altar, you know, and then there'll be other methods, but mirrors are very much integral in the SRA programming. So plus it's Alice in the looking glass and the writer of Alice in the in the Looking Glass is a notorious pedophile. His name is Charles Dodgson, and his other his pen name is Lewis Carroll. And the writer of of Lolita Nabokov said that Lewis he called Lewis Carroll Lewis Carroll Carroll because he was the first Humbert Humbert. And Humbert Humbert was the pedophile in the story of Lolita, who was, you know, doing her toenails and, sh- and oh, shit. Like, yes, yes, so, James and James. Nabokov was, was raped as a kid by one of his eccentric uncles. And Nabokov always writes about attraction to young women in his books. Like, and he says that, and he acts like it's normal and it's, all people okay. like that, you know. So anyway, getting back to the eyes wide shut. So like sure. eyes wide shut, like uh, so the Alice in Wonderland is a program so that the reader of the book to the child can 
like certain phrases are emphasized, like they're in bold type and they're made to be like sing song said at the kid, like you're reading to a kid and you like sing these words and it okay. has like a cadence and that like over and over again, that repetition, like it imprints into the child. And then when they're doing the torture, they can do these, they can say these words and it can, you know, it, it like scores the card so that when it breaks, it like breaks along a certain line and then they can use these certain trigger words to call up whatever altar they're creating at that, in that moment of abuse. Like, cause SRA victims, when they, it's a deep, it's fucking deep rabbit holes here, but uh, yeah, man, ain't no worries. Okay. We'll SRA the victims, time. they, when they get abused, it shatters their consciousness. It's like with, with an adult, it will create post-traumatic stress and it will fuck them up emotionally, but it won't like split their personality. But okay. when, when a child is beat younger than seven years old, they don't really have a full personality yet. It's like it's being created. They don't really have a full self. They're still kind of part of their parents. They still think of in childish ways. It's a different, like it's mentally, they're not developed to at that point to have a self. So if evil people attack that child while it's still young, before it has a self, it can't really form a proper self. Sure. And it's fractured because each time it gets traumatized, the 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 self the consciousness tries to escape from the trauma because it hurts so much so they can't run and they can't fight then they will dissociate and their little soul will pop out and then it's like their soul isn't actually feeling the pain the body is you know and it's like a separation to protect the consciousness when that happens they can they can harm the consciousness so much that it it breaks and then it creates an amnesia wall separating the self self from that memory okay and in that way it it like seals off partitions the memory so the government likes this because then they can have super soldiers and stuff they can be tortured forever and they never give up secrets and you know so the government uses these techniques like that's what mk ultra is about like a lot of they you know torch but it goes back to ancient babylon and like the sent the fires of moloch and they're like dumping kids in and they see the psychological effects of the other kids you know and these rituals are happening and they see how it fractures their mind and then they you know they do, they torture them with sex at the same time as with pain and it rewires their brains. So it, it's a rewiring to make a robot. It takes a long involved process and it goes, it goes into ceremonial ritual magic and the old religion of what the Roman Catholic church is, you know, in all honesty, like they're the ancient Babylon religion that sacrifices children. And that's, that's what they are a part of. That's what they're doing. They're like, they have this, you know, they show goddess symbolism. 
with like the Ishtar, the star of Ishtar is heavily prevalent in this movie because that goes to their rituals. And they, Ishtar is the goddess of fertility and brings spring back to the land after, after the, the winter, you know, Tammuz returns and then they copulate and this releases a fertile fertility on the land. So like when the, the ritual that's happening in Eyes Wide Shut, when it's a, it's a fertility orgy at Somerton and it's in a specific time, it's like at Christmas when the sun is at a little baby, you know, it's reborn on the 25th and it's like, so that during that time, the sun is in the underworld, you know, and like the story of Inanna and Candlemas is very it's the same story and that's like the occultists it's a high holiday for them february 2nd and for us it's groundhog day but for them it's called imbulk and this is a a high holiday where they do uh, ritual sacrifice and this blood feeds the baby sun so that in the spring it it's like fertile and it they and it's fertile for their magic rituals as well as fertile for their plants and you know whatever they're trying to do it aids their will into fruition so it's like an ancient magic that they are using and this so these women are total slaves tortured slaves as children and then they're used in prostitution and in you know modeling and movies and you know, Marilyn Monroe was used heavily in, in prostitution and that type of thing. And, and then they're used up and thrown away. Like, like the woman in the bathroom, you know, she gets hooked on heroin and, you know, she sacrifices herself and they use her up and throw her away. Like that's, but they don't care because they're going to, what they do is they capture the souls of the women that they have sacrificed. They use their ritual ceremony, their ceremony to bring the souls down into the bodies of the women who are at the party being impregnated. So like the women at the ritual, they expose their body to the invited spirits that are there at the ritual. And then they are, they are impregnated at this ritual and this is and all the people, all the all the people in masks at the party have their way with all their women. So nobody has ownership over the baby. So they don't care if they kill the baby. It's not not my baby. Right. You know, like it's a way of severing your care from from that, you know. So basically, Alice, the main character, is one of these women. And she used to be at rituals and her daughter helena is the next generation of their slave and at the end of the movie we'll see. helena yeah. helena is stolen by the cult much like kubrick's daughter vivian was stolen by the cult of scientology Thank you, dude. We're, you're nailing all the shit that I want to talk about. So thank you. This is, yeah, this is hey great. man, it's like I've talked about it so much, it's all just falls out of my mouth. It's, no, it's just, great. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. 
And just to add, we see throughout the movie, essentially kind of some grooming of Helena by the mother. And yeah, but I'm sure we'll we'll get into all that. So yeah, literally grooming. Literally Uh, and uh, yeah, figuratively (laughs) in the sense. I was making a presentation. Like my friend invited me to be in at a presentation and do like a lecture about my theory. Nice. And I had like a year to do it. And, you know, I had planned it out and okay, I'm watching the movie again and again. And then COVID made it so that we can't have a conference and then we postponed it for a year, another year. So I kept watching the movie and I kept taking more notes and it just like, (laughs) my wife is like, oh, never again. I don't want to watch that movie. Like, cause she's been in the room while it's playing, like, you know, and like, oh man, but it's okay. When that music starts, dude. It, I, the music's wild and good and crazy throughout the movie, but that first song when that starts, it's just it. Just I, I get into it, and then before I know it, I'm like halfway through the movie. Yeah, you know what I mean. So absolutely, it does. Yeah. Yeah. Vivian was supposed to do the music. Okay. But she didn't. She got captured by Scientology and ran away to California. Fair enough. She has handlers now, or she did. I don't know what state of her consciousness now, but okay. Fair enough. Yeah. All right. So we're gonna start with here is the first shot for you. Yeah. All right. So there's Alice in front of the looking glass. And we see there's open heels in the glass, like as if there's a person that's just missing, you know, like yeah. there was a person there, you know. And that she the door is open like she has gone through the looking glass so that all relates to the alice in wonderland programming and then we see that she is a goddess and she is between the pillars we have the pillars of yakim and boaz on either side and if you look she's dropping her black dress it's a very certain way she just drops it like she takes it off and flings it to the floor and it falls all in one swoop. And we will recognize that later when we get to the ritual scene. Okay. All of the, all of the women in the scene, they drop their black cloak in the same fashion. You just answered my question. Perfect. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Sweet. And we see like there's, there's tennis rackets and that relates to, like it's a it's a story of love between partners like you know the tennis is a metaphor for love on a court between partners you know that whole scenario Couple's and then game, sure. and ping pong is like yeah uh, it's like, it's yeah that for children it's pint-sized exactly. version yeah. yeah it's like an adult yeah, adult love Ping for pong. children, yeah, which sure. is pedophilia, what the word means. Like, it's gross. But anyway, so there's, uh, she's got the stilettos, the black stilettos means this is like, you know, a sex story like we have. And the, the open shoes, it, it shows us like there's an altar in the mirror that's missing. We just don't see it. And she's there in front of the mirror. So... That is like that shot primes your brain for the for what's to come. This is the this is showing us what the whole movie's about right here, just like one frame. Yeah. 
So this one's the not naked one. She drops it and we get to see her naked body. And, and, you know, and we go, and then the next, then we see the title eyes wide shut with black. And it's like, we see it's open. It's like, oh, your eyes are open. You see the goddess between the pillars and then black eyes wide shut. Yeah. And then it opens up again. And then we see Tom Cruise, Bill Harford. He's in the dark and he can't find his wallet. And so she is the high priestess and he is the fool. And then now we know about his character. You know, he's stumbling through the same. um, Sorry to interrupt. It's the same setting. They just, they change the color, the drapes. Oh, right. Yeah. You zoom it in. You can't see the pillars. Mm -hmm. Right. Right? And it's blue. Yeah. And you can see the bookshelf in, in this one but you can't see it in this, this. So they do a little bit of, of changes, but no, it's the same. Mm-hmm. And instead of tennis, now it's golf clubs. Oh, right. Right. So, but golf clubs relates to got golf is a Scottish game. Okay. Freemasonry comes from Scotland. Yeah. I read um, a huge Scottish right breakdown of the movie. Oh, if you've looked sweet. into that, but we can no, talk I about haven't. that sometimes. Well, the chair guy in the red cloak, Cloak, yeah. He sits in a chair with a double-headed eagle, and that relates right. directly yeah. to Freemasonry. So anyway, so this, you know, this cult is in control of the whole setting. Like everybody is in their trap. Every character is part of this cult. Like he works for them. She, you know, she is highly coveted by Ziggler. We can see it in later in the in the film. Yeah, there he is in the dark. Right. And he's got golf clubs, right? Yeah, that's good. And golf clubs is like the the men uh, the they relate to each other on the hill, you know, like they okay. do business and golf club like he, yeah, sure. you know, that's like a way of you know, and his books are in the dark, you know. Yeah. Like his he doesn't have knowledge like he's yeah unbegun like cool yeah 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 and he's blind he can't see his wallet he's like where is it and she knows right away yeah yeah like she is enlightened she has and she she's the real what this movie is about he is just a vehicle for us to learn what really is happening in the movie you know so i guess he doesn't know the babysitter's name he's like leaving his child with someone he doesn't even know her name He's just so oblivious to who cares for his own child. Yeah. And that <laughs> is a big key to, to understand the future of what happens in the movie. <clears throat> if you look in uh, two minutes and 13, we is the first time we see Helena. And she has white butterfly wings and ballet slippers. And she asks to stay up and see the nutcracker. And the nutcracker is a story that relates to pedophilia. Right, yeah. It's the first ballet that has children. So like all the ballet schools would use it and they would do it every year because it's like a Christmas thing. And so every year they would have new kids to diddle, to bring in back into the closet and the friggin', you know, in the laundry room or wherever. Okay. And so it'd cycle through these victims and, you know, and the story itself is about a, a pedophile uncle who is in love with his niece and she's like young girl, you know, prepubescent. And he tries to win her affection by giving her a nutcracker doll. 
and the kid falls in love with the doll instead of him and he's mad yeah that's what the whole fucking movie's about Ridiculous, it's man. gross and then she goes off into this she goes into a dream world just much like over the rainbow it's like that's a euphemism for when the the child is being tortured and the soul pops out that's when the soul is above the body not experiencing the torture okay. so that's what is that's what that's about to go over the rainbow or you know through the looking glass you know that it's to go into this other realm where your imagination is more real than real life you know like the uh, wizard of oz you know that's another one they use for programming okay. the spinning house they'll spin the child you know and yeah, then okay. it brings All them right. to this other place and then in the sequel to wizard of oz the return to oz the There's kid a would sequel yeah 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 the the young girl was in that witches movie the craft the okay. the evil girl with the kind of bug eyes like she's pretty but it's just i don't know you know what i mean like sure so like she was a young girl in this movie in the 80s or maybe early 90s it was produced the return to oz and she was subjected to electroshock therapy which sra victims are subjected to they're even they use cattle prod on them too and that will send them to over the rainbow and that's what happens she goes gets electrocuted with the electroshock and then she goes to oz and she her friend one of her friends is the machine that electroshocked her <laughs> what uh, yeah dude. Ridiculous, dude yeah it's next level yeah you should you can download it off odyssey I okay think yeah yeah on there but uh, anyway it's return to oz so that's so to the, the the torture brings the kid to another place and then the nutcracker is about a child that goes to this dream world where the dolls come alive and that's just the same as a robed person at this ritual has a mask looks like a doll and they're moving they're alive you know and it must be a dream because when they wake up everything's normal again you know they're brought back to their house and placed back and they you know the other altar takes over like that's how they do it sure. they'll have uh, a kid that is sra programmed might think they live a normal life and you know in their late 30s they'll have these memories and like all of a sudden it'll start flooding back because the programming wears off after a while like it has to be reinstantiated like re put it like put in the mind again and again and trigger it again yeah and if they separate themselves from the cult they can get better there are there are psychological processes like EFT and things that help SRA victims to heal their mind and reintegrate their separated parts, reintegrate them into themselves again. Okay. And then they can have those memories and process. It's there they can be healed. It's <laughs> so it's amazing that it's true. So anyway. Interesting. So this, that's what Nutcracker is about. The, the child gets whisked away to this other place where, you know, she, the doll comes to life and she can be in love with this living doll. <laughs> and, you know, wow. that's what happens at the ritual. She's, right. you know. Right, yeah. And yeah. Uh, the kids are like, you know, they're taught to 
pleasure the adult they're taught to like look at the facial expressions and learn like how to they're taught to be perfect sex slaves you know to, to add to you that could, yeah. um, <laughs> just to add to that it seems i've noticed that i think it happens three maybe even four times give or take but whenever helena asks for something like to stay up so that they stay up later so that they she can stay up until they get home or i think asking about a dog or something or about a toy to get whenever she is they say no or she's refused something they give they give her a kiss they kiss her really so i didn't notice that yeah so yeah keep that in mind next time you're watching Hmm. all right and this is the first moment we see her. She's wearing butterfly wings. That relates to the monarch programming. They see the like the butterfly in occult terms is it it mean it they it's it relates to the human soul. Like, you know, we're larvae here on earth, but then when we shed our skin, we go to heaven with you know, we right. get angel wings, like it's like, you know, the idea of the eternal soul and monarch, they, they talk about, they, they, they named it monarch because the monarch butterfly has genetic memory. It knows where to fly. It takes like three generations to get to Mexico where they, right, yeah. you know, and then they go North again. Like, so how do they know where to go? Because their genes, they're genetically imprinted from the parents so the phenomenon of dissociation is a genetic trait and if the mother is tortured excessively and is readily readily dissociates that trait is passed on to her baby so the cult will use the daughter of they will like if you listen to kathy o'brien or bryce taylor or any of these victims they make them have babies and then they use the babies for their ritual. You know, they take the baby away and that further controls the mother because the mother does whatever to save the baby, you know? So it's a, it's a, so they take the the next generation because the next generation more readily dissociates and that's what they want. They want a kid that won't fight or run. will just go limp and let the body be, taken by the abuser and she's wearing ballet slippers she wants to watch the nutcracker and so she's being programmed with the ballet cinderella type programming you know so anyway continuing and the christmas tree in the house yep that is that relates to attis attis castrated himself under a pine tree and then the blood from the castration, like he went crazy because Cybele, who is also like Ishtar, yeah. like Cybele is like the Turkish version of Ishtar. Ishtar made him go crazy because she fell in love with him. But then he okay. like spilled his seed on a rock Damn. or something. Or no, she, I forget exactly, but he was born out of her being raped by zeus and then agdistus was the son and then attis was the son of agdistus and cybele fell in love with attis and attis was going to go marry a normal woman and she was so jealous 
that she made him go crazy and cut off his junk. Okay. Scary Damn. and crazy. Yeah, but this is the... So, like, his blood made purple flowers violets, I think. Okay. And so Attis worshipping people would bring a pine tree in the house and hang purple flowers on the pine tree. So that is, like... It's a it's an Addis worship. So Christmas is like a continuation of the Cybele ancient religion of fertility. And the Christmas tree itself comes from that ancient religion. So like when we see, you know, when we celebrate Easter and there's, you know, the egg and, and stuff, that is those are occult symbols that that go back to pre-Christian ideas, you know. So the the Roman Catholic Church is a continuation of this Cybele cult, this ancient Ishtar cult of you know of Babylon and beyond even earlier than that. So like Ishtar is like the sacred whore, like the 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 scarlet whore. Okay. And this is a, a very big character for Babylon. So anyway, we'll continue. <clears throat> So yeah, she asked to see, oh, okay, this is great. So this is Alice being invited, like their first walk into the party. And she is framed with the star of Ishtar. Like it's put around her head. Yeah. And that's what, that's what the Statue of Liberty is. Like Statue of Liberty is Samiramis. Samiramis is, was the human representation okay. of Ishtar. And, you know, her husband... Nimrod was Tammuz and you know they ruled Babylon you know they were the gods in human form or whatever okay. so so there, this is Alice is the one enshrined in light like yeah. Bill thinks that he's there and he's the guy yeah. and, but like Ziggler is like Alice Bill yeah. Alice like and so she they know her and she's why he's being invited to the party and she is clothed with the Ishtar. Like she is the goddess Ishtar. And that is what the ritual is doing when those, when those women like get naked, they, so like the Ishtar cult, when every year the king of the state or whatever would copulate with the high priestess of the Cybele cult or Ishtar cult. And when they copulate, that is the beginning of spring. Like okay. he represents in human form Tammuz and she represents in human form Ishtar. And that copulation brings the fertility to the land. So they would enact this ritual every year. So that's what that this this that they're doing with the the moonchild ritual of you know of the women being impregnated, that is like a smaller version of the big ritual, you know, and and these Cybele cult, you know, churches, I guess, they would have women as prostitutes. And when the men of Babylon would want to clean themselves of their sins. 
they would pay for sex with one of these priestesses. And the priestess would be donated to the cult prepubescent before she was ever touched by a man. So she's pure. And she is the vessel of cleansing the sins. Instead of going and saying a bunch of prayers, you would have to go pay money to this woman and, you know, go put it in her and like get your, you know, have fun. And then, then that like, that cleanses you again. So these women are, they're allowed to lay with any man they wish, but they can't lay with only one man. (laughs) They had to give their body for money for the church. And that's how the church survived and made money. Like it became a economic powerhouse and the Cybel cult was part of Rome and the Romans allowed these festivals and stuff where the, the, they would have, it would be like Dionysian, Dionysian like type festival where they would fornicate and get drunk and do orgies and stuff for fertility, you know? And it was, it's, yeah, I guess I'm walking down a pretty long bird walk, but but, uh, basically you get the idea, like, uh, you know, she, by clothing her in the light of Ishtar, that's like she is taking on the human form of Ishtar. So when they perform the ritual, you know, or, or you know, she, she used to be in the form of Ishtar. She was impregnated in the past, you know, right. and yeah. he loved her so much. He invites her every year. Look at his face, looking at her. He is. Yeah. He's enamored. By her, right? yes. Yeah, yes, absolutely. Uh, another thing just to, I, I don't think, I don't know if it's anything, but it's interesting how, the, the wife has like a backwards red cloak hmm. outfit on. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I she has diamonds know. too. Yeah, she's okay. doing the scarlet horror thing. <laughs> and but I guess it kind of looks it kind of looks a little pink, but their gentlemen prefer blondes. Marilyn Monroe is wearing a pink dress and she's talking about how diamonds are a girl's best friend. And diamonds are a level of hierarchy in the beta sex kitten programming diamond level is presidential model so marilyn monroe what there she is where see the dress same color uh-huh. kind of the same as what the wife is wearing i mean the it's a little more thick there's a lot more diamonds on her neck sure but you see the other women are slaves yeah. in bondage and they're, you know, they're held in by this, they have black veils over their face. Yeah. This relates, we'll see later, it relates to the end of Eyes Wide Shut. But this, it's very interesting that they yeah, notice the color of her dress. Yeah, those women are furniture. Yeah. People as furniture. And we and see that, that relates, later too. <laughs> yeah, we'll see how that relates to Lolita. Ah, okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, look at them up there, the chandelier. Right? Yeah, they're part of the chandelier. And they're, but it's black candles, you know, Ah, and they're bound in black. And these men have like diamonds on black straps, like black leather, yeah, like bondage type stuff. And it's hanging like, it's as if it's their phallus hanging there and she gets to choose which one Ah, she wants to yank on, you know? Interesting. So, and that is the generation that his wife was brought up in and the, the gentleman in the, Marilyn Monroe type generation but 
Alice is the next level, like the next generation, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, Monroe is famous for being a SRA victim, mind controlled beta sex kitten presidential level model, uh, slave, sex slave. Right. And the diamond level, like rubies is lower rubies. I think is for they, those people, those women do rituals. I think they're used for magic. And there's, there's different stones have different. So like when the kid is wearing or when the victim is wearing the diamonds, that means that they're going to be used for sex. If they're wearing pearls, that means they're going to be used for their mind files and their other abilities that are innate in their like given to them through the trauma. Children can be enhanced. Their abilities can be enhanced through the trauma. They can be traumatized into one altar might have photographic memory. Another altar will be able to, uh, you know, never be tired. You know, another altar will have no pain. You know, it's like, so they can, for whatever use they're going to have of this person, they can call up whatever altar is specifically designed for that purpose. You know? Okay. Wow. Yeah. Always be prepared, right? Yeah, like a jackknife, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So, okay. She is handling Bill. Like, he he doesn't know why he's there. She's like, do you know anybody here? (laughs) She knows all those people. She, but he thinks, oh, well, my ego, I deserve to be here because I'm a doctor guy, you know? And she's like, yeah, you sure, buddy? And, um just making sure that he's still totally under the trance and yeah. doesn't have any idea what's really going doesn't on. Doesn't know what's going on, man. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. Eyes wide shut. He's there. He's witnessing it. Yeah. He, he thinks know. he knows what's going on. He thinks he's the, uh, the cream rising to the top. So he's just invited because he's, he's a worker bee. because he's yeah, but he doesn't know. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So she's checking in on him and I hope your, your listeners don't mind or your viewers but this takes a long time. There's a lot oh, of hey, steps. That's of... okay. No, it's it's, right. it's good, man. This for people watching, they mm-hmm. got the visual and everything. But for the people right. listening, that's why we're taking the time to talk about it. So it's great that's because good. when I when I when I came across your episodes with William, I believe I was watching. I started watching the video and then I had to go out, so I put mm-hmm. on the audio while I was driving, and I was like, "Oh, sweet, this is still good. This is still fine." I can good. I tried that. to do my best. Yeah, to no, like it was describe. good, man. So no, this is. I That's think good. these. I think these episodes are going to be great for the viewers and the listeners. So I'm, I'm excited. So don't That's you great. worry at all, my friend. <laughs> yeah. So here we see the star of Ishtar is highlighted behind her. Yep. She's walking walking into a darkened space. And if you see her yeah. face, she has like a blank, like NPC Someone. type look on it. She's just yeah. not thinking. Good call. Yeah. Good. This good is, I, we see that a lot with like, you know, Bill Clinton when he's on the satellite feed between commercials when they're doing his makeup, he's just blank. Just, okay. uh, it's like that's, the programmers have that they that's a mode that they can go into and it's like and we it's like we see her switching right now so she is now now that she is at his party ziggler's party and she's away from bill suddenly she switches alters and she goes back to her previous programming that she was built for in the beginning like 
she has been evolved into now she's a mother and she's raising the butterfly of the next generation but you know at this moment her other self is remembering this and falling into these old habits again so she grabs that drink and she guzzles it all in one shot and that's kind of like like this altar is the drunk girl you know and they have those they they do that where this is you know and you'll see that she only drinks like one drink but she's all bubbly as soon as she drinks it though you can kind of see that she changed that change absolutely yeah man so she guzzles her drink and then she goes to the bar and she sits at the bar we'll see in the next shot he goes and meets nightingale so nightingale is is an ancient idea like there's a there's a old myth it's like nobody really wrote it you know ovid put it in his metamorphosis the myth of philomela p-h-e-l philomela i don't know exactly i can't recall exactly how to spell it for philomela they people will find it and this was the woman that turned into a nightingale it's a it's a myth where she was the main character has a sister who is married to this uh, man who works for the king or whatever works for her father and she wanted to go to travel somewhere and this her sister's husband was tasked to keep her safe and travel with her and on the way he decided to rape her and then he was like oh no she's gonna tell and i'm gonna lose my job so he cuts off her hands and cuts out her tongue so she can't tell anybody so she it's about total abuse and domination rape and mutilation and then i forget if she cuts off the hand in the in the shakespeare the hands get cut off but in the and this anyway, she weaves a loom somehow yeah. to show her sister in an artistic form what happened to her. And her sister was like, oh, my God, that, wow. you know, her husband did that to her sister. I hate him. Raw. Huh. And they had a kid together. She murders the kid and makes Damn. dinner out of the child Damn. and serves it to Tereus, the husband who did the and then after he eats the meal they show Tereus the head of their son and say ha ha you piece Aww. of crap you just ate your own son and he gets so mad raw he like tries Aww. to kill them both and they run away and they're running so fast and they can't get away from him they pray to the gods to be turned into birds so they can escape the wrath of Tereus. And one of them turns into a, I forget exactly what type of bird she turns into. And Philomela turns into a nightingale. And she's the nightingale sings at night and her most, it's most emphatic song is the one just before dawn, right before the sun rises. And it, so like a nightingale is a bird that sings at night and it's this story relates any mention of nightingale 
in art art ever since this myth is like a is like a nod it's like uh to the myth and it's using that archetype so an, a story that uses nightingale will is is a story about rape and trauma deep trauma and abuse towards women <laughs> and so like that's so the writer of this book trauma novella used nightingale in the book and kubrick accentuates it by okay. making tom cruise say nightingale okay. nightingale every yeah, time he said yeah. you know and like when he's talking to him he's like oh you're gonna play another show later tonight like he plays music at night you know and he plays for these dark people the dark and it, like they abuse the women much like philomela was abused like right. it, it kind of relates to the story of this dark tale that's being told and that's another for people that know the stories of the myths of the ancient greek myths they will recognize oh nightingale oh this it's one of those kind of stories okay <laughs> you know it's like it's like a reveal like a, a foreshadowing of, right yeah, of yeah what the story is really about Okay. so yeah and he's wearing white um, I, I guess it doesn't matter I, I also noticed that before we skip to the go back to Alice I think it seems almost like uh, Nightingale while he's sitting there playing the piano he it looks like he notices Bill first and he kind of like smirks almost and like uh, like right, I that makes like sense. There's, there's some sort of like yeah, yeah, I don't know. And like I've just heard some theories about how probably because he's what he's already seen Alice naked. He you know, he's like, "Oh, Alice is uh, here." Nice. Okay, because all right, because I get the yeah, the like he's involved more than you mm -hmm. know, we know, right? So, okay. We know he's at the parties. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And he does say that the mask gets loose sometimes. He gets to Yes, see. yes. Ah, I forgot about that shit. Okay. <laughs> cool but well, we'll come to that again later cool all right so she was holding her head over the glass so she's advertising this is how she used to do it in the old days she would stand at the bar with her face above the glass because the glass is the key to her programming and right. the people at the party that are that are in the know part of the cult will see oh there's a party favor you know and she's a whore that you can take into another room and sure go have your way with you know so she's there advertising this is her face and they're you know above the glass she's one of the girls right and zandor sees her and he's like oh oh hello he gets interested and then he puts down his glass and then she sees peripherally she knows he's there you know he puts down his glass because this is how it's done right this is how you trigger the programming. So she puts her glass down and he sees, he's like, okay, this confirms, yes, this is, she's, you know, yep. she's doing the programming. And so he goes and grabs her glass. Yeah. And she notices him grab it and she goes to grab it too. And she's like, oh, hey, that's my glass. And anybody who's not in the cult would be like, oh, I'm sorry. And give it to her. Right. But he but... is in the cult. So yeah, boom. and he says, "I'm absolutely he's certain. certain of it." Yeah, he knows it's her glass. <laughs> he knows what's going on. And then he downs the thing all in one shot, just like she did when she walked in the room. 
Exactly. Yep. And then as that happens, her face gets all smiley. Jingle, jingle, jingle. Now she's yes. under the trance. Yes. Right. Exactly. Look at that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. another part where you notice her. There's mm-hmm. another part near the end of their interaction after they dance that I noticed that her face definitely has a out of trance mm-hmm. change, but that's yeah. another big one right there. Yeah. Right. She changed her face completely. Now she's enamored with that dude. Exactly. So boom, they're targeted. So he's got her now and he's like, okay, now I'm going to take you upstairs. This, you know, and like her other programming gets in the way. She's mom now, you know, and that kind of like all women can relate to that, you know? So that's how Kubrick can make it like on the surface. Like this is just, you know, about this is how women that have that have fidelity maintain their fidelity they can they can dance and whatever but then they go away they go back home you know like it's there's many levels there's the esoteric and the exoteric you know there's like so anyway i'm describing the esoteric today so. sure sure so he introduces himself he says i'm zandor i'm hungarian <laughs> and and so that relates to yeah the race sure, of yeah. people that are in the cult and so he asks her about ovid and ovid is another you know ovid wrote metamorphosis and that philomela the story of philomela is in metamorphosis okay but he also wrote i guess the ars amatoria i guess is what it's called and he says the art of love is translation and it's three books the first two are for men. The third one is for women. The, you know, the first one is like how to win a woman and then how to keep a woman. And then the third one is like for women to like how to try out different men and enjoy sex. And so in, in ours armatoria, it's encouraged for women to try younger and older lovers. And I think that's what he's getting at. Okay. And Kubrick is a real genius of photography right here Yeah. because we can see there's a line, a string of light from the Christmas lights that are dangling behind, and it goes directly from his mouth to her ear. And we see in Beautiful. her face, it's like she's, she's receiving being, it. Yes, it's like a magic spell, and she, it's like it's it's going right in her ear right there. And that's it's just beautiful how Kubert does that. Yeah, that's a nice one. So, yeah, if he wants to dance and, you know, he does his flirting stuff with her, but he says a few things that are kind of important. He says that he has friends in the art game. Right. Because she mentions that she's a, uh, she used to be, she used to be an artist or she used to, she used to run a gallery. gallery. Yeah. Yeah. And, but it went broke, but it's something that it's like a facade and art dealing is a way to launder uh money sure so she could have been a front for the cult to launder money and you know she took the mother role yeah perhaps exactly they use them in all different ways so anyway so he says he has friends in the art game he can help he can help the viewer understand the art game that kubrick is showing for us kubrick uses art to tell us a message so Xandor is giving us a little bit of a hint at the future of what's you know how to understand this movie 
So there are, there's a couple more party favors. These are more women in the cult. They're also presidential model slaves. Her name is Windsor, which is the Roman, the Royal family's fake name that they took on to cover up their German roots. Yeah. German roots, East <laughs> Europe. Okay. So also the other one, she was, he met her at Rockefeller Plaza. So right, Rockefeller yeah. is like the new worker bees that work for the cult. And like, they're totally like doing their, their spiel, you know, they're going to throw it to him for free because she was happy that he gave her a handkerchief. You know? Right. Whatever. But like, it's their job to there. They got to find somebody to, to do, <laughs> So you know, it's, it's interesting. Bill and Alice, they're simultaneously being seduced by foreigners, essentially. Yeah, and that's why they're invited. Yeah, it's like they're both being tested, but mm-hmm. for different reasons, almost. I almost got the, the thought that maybe Sandor, I mean, I don't know. Like, he is, he's definitely trying to get laid, but <laughs> hey, I almost get the thought, like, maybe he's just kind of testing her and, like, checking, checking her software just to see, like, where yeah. she's at but i don't know you know maybe you know that that, that could be wrong but like yeah if it's if it's a matter of ziegler sending these people to them to test them and maybe you know they're okay they're checking on checking on her to see where she's mm-hmm. at and then bill you know let's see is bill still as stupid as he always you know is he, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know where you know where i think he, that those you know? two are are sent to bill to occupy him Okay. So that they can have their way with Alice. Okay. Because Alice is, you know, good old times. They used to have fun with Alice, you sure. know. And now she has to go be in a family and do that thing. And so they only get to see her at Christmas and whatever. So okay. they, this removes Bill from... So if Bill is cheating on Alice, then maybe they can cheat with alice you know they can okay so maybe he's kind of like stirring the pot and like yeah like he's parade like he's yeah it's almost like they're parading him around too mm-hmm. you know yeah and, and they, that they shows... bring they bring it's almost like mm-hmm. San, sorry sandor positions alice near the hallway and then they're parading him around and then finally mm-hmm. they they see each other and then Sandor's like, oh, you know, you know that guy, you know? Yeah, <laughs> right. I think that they're parading him around right now so that the people at the party can see that Bill is occupied and they can go find Alice. I think okay. that they might be okay. part of it. Yeah, man. Sure, sure. Yeah. Because it's like, you know, and then after they take him around, everybody sees and then he's gone for a few minutes everybody knows like he's with them you know, yeah and, like, okay they can have their way with alice like so yeah. i so and then alice can be under the programming and she won't really remember if they if they give her certain trigger terms you know so right. i think it's a scenario where this alice might get raped at these parties every year and like bill might not even know like you know anyway so where the rainbow ends is stressed heavily and i think that is a trigger term so where the rainbow ends is like like he doesn't know the words but somebody like xandor would 
he'd be like, oh yeah, wait, okay, yeah, let's okay. do that, you know. But he is nescient. He's like, huh? They're like, don't you want to go where the rent? Because like, that's doesn't he their say programming. like, yeah, doesn't he say like that depends where that is or something like right. that? He says something like yeah, that. Yeah, like a fool. And yeah. where the rainbow ends is actually a children's book. It's a Christmas book <clears throat> from England and saint george or something the guy with a templar cross would like appear when the kids waved a flag in the air so it was like really patriotic to britain and it fell out of favor during the vietnam war because everybody was pissed that they were making war okay. and it like it lost favor in the 60s but people that were like older or whatever will recognize especially English people, Where the Rainbow Ends is like a huge thing. It was a play, it was a book, and it was about kids. They went to a magic land, you know? Oh, they were man. on a magic carpet oh, in, a, okay. in a library brought to, you know, and they would get on this magic carpet and they would read this book, Where the Rainbow Ends, and they would float away. And Where the Rainbow Ends is where you find lost family members. And in the end, his okay. daughter gets taken. She gets becomes lost. And he does want to go where the rainbow ends. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And where the rain like and everywhere that's normal has Christmas lights, rainbow lights. And then yep. in the cult house, there's none. That's yeah, where no, the rainbow absolutely. ends. Yeah. There's no more rainbow colors at that house. But then Whoa. rainbow is also related to occult ideas. Like Noah got saw a rainbow and that's when the, the flood stopped. You know, it was like a promise to never flood again. And like okay. and there, you know, Jesus rides a rainbow bridge to the other side and like over the rainbow with the Alice or the Wizard of Oz programming. And then the rainbow is heavily used with the with in Milich's shop is called rainbow fashions yeah and he has a room where there's a neon rainbow above the room yeah and it says rainbow above the room again like as if it's like right. a, like honestly the first time i saw that and i see it every time it's as if it's a shop within the shop yeah and like when you think about it it's kind of a establishment or a you know something within the shop that's interesting yeah well we'll talk about the security yeah we'll get in and, yeah exactly yeah. yeah so like that shop is over the rainbow which relates to yes where yep. the children go when they dissociate so that like when the child is dissociating that's when you can have your way you know so like that's all it's all one big pot you know you stew yeah, it all man. together oh like, for sure yeah yeah and then another thing just to add we've seen like these ornaments in the back we've seen them a few times and they have like the pentagrams all over them right yeah just scattered and then we'll see later we'll see in two more different parts of the movie we'll see similar ornaments like these but it's more of like just a an overhanging piece and it almost looks like kind of like a, a bullhorn or something and oh i know what you're talking about and yeah. it's got the so two we'll candles on top i think so so yeah, we'll yeah. see i think we'll see that near the cafe yeah. scene and then we'll see yeah. it outside of ziegler's billiard room so mm -hmm. yeah if so. you if you look the star is is not it's not 
set perfectly vertical. Mm -hmm. It's kind of obscured uh, sideways. Yeah. And, and that spiral is a spiral. And yeah, like, we'll see yeah. like yeah. under the rainbow of rainbow fashions, there, the words, uh, there's a store called under the rainbow and rainbow is spelled with the O has a spiral. Okay. Oh, okay. And I think that relates to the, it's a shop that sells children for sex it's a like the fbi codes the symbol like the yeah. triangle within a triangle but it's a spiral and then the same sure. thing the heart within a heart but it's a spiral like the marilyn manson symbol of the heart with the spiral in it yeah like yeah. that is so that's a pedophilia type uh dog whistle i guess yeah, yeah, yeah. dog. yeah no that's a great that's a great term yeah. dog whistle i like that i like that yeah, the victims will wear a little charm that other pedophiles can see that charm and recognize, oh, that's a victim. I can do this to it because it's used to being like that. So like also in AI, they put like a little charm on the kid, I think, or maybe while the dad is changing the clothes of the child, the robot child, the mom yeah. walks in a different room. She's like, oh naked okay. boy and the dad is like touching its naked body and then the camera like it cuts to a dangling silver necklace <laughs> like a little charm okay that is related that is when they like each time an sra is abused they'll be like told to hold the bead or something and then that memory is like encapsulated in the bead and mm. then they take that bead and they use it later sure for humiliation or for to like bring up that altar yeah yeah like jay, jay parker uh talks about how there was he was abused by these people in his town and when he went back to their house as an adult he saw that they had put on the back of the toilet a little teddy bear with these like green glass necklace around it Okay. And that made him remember he was abused being hold, holding one of those. And that was a bunch of times that they abused kids and they put it on the toilet. So that when he's touching his penis, standing yeah. at the toilet, he's looking at that and remembering the abuse. And that way it keeps him submissive. And they can be like, oh, yeah, remember, we're the yeah. ones that hold you down and do whatever we want to you. You better yeah. do what we say, bitch, you know? That's the ways that they like reinstill the programming. Really wow. subtle stuff. You can do do whatever cool, you want, man. man. That's cool, man. Just and just to add before we move on from from this shot, because mm -hmm. I know we're heading up the staircase next. Yeah. The and I just noticed this uh, a few watches ago when the gentleman comes in to interrupt the three of them which happens many times in the movie where someone yeah just he's I mean, kept it, away from the yeah women. it's it happened, not allowed it's already happened with nick like nick's already been pulled away by someone who just interrupts i think that might be the first in the movie but in this scene once he's almost gone and he says uh rain check or something like that and then he's gone and then the two girls they look at each other <laughs> it, like as like you know failed conspirators like yep. they're like you know yep. right so yes. i'll i'll they I'll had a mission out of that for for next yeah. time 
they had so, a mission all right sean well, well we'll end it there for now we're we got into so much awesome stuff and like we have yeah, so this much where the rainbow ends is where yeah. this episode ends yeah man exactly yeah. <laughs> so we'll, we'll end it at the end of the rainbow for now because we have so much great stuff to get into and we don't want to rush it like we said because you know we we want it we want it to be good so cheers man th- yeah, thank th- you. yeah thank you so much for coming in it was it was a pleasure to meet you i'm, I'm looking forward to to talking again so thanks for coming Likewise. on the show and thank everybody for listening and tell what my viewers and my listeners where they can find you tell us oh uh, yeah one more stuff. time i guess my show is wake the dead and you can find me at one great work network.com and i'm under the creators section there's uh, many others that you know very very good people smart they understand the big picture and you know they uh i'm proud to be on the network there and you know if if you if you like what i've got to say maybe take a look around and there's some others that will certainly pique your interest so yes uh onegreatworknetwork.com i am under the creator section you can find a place to a button to donate where like I, I take PayPal donations if anybody is so willing to help me. I work a lot and I don't have much time to do these recordings because yeah. I work so much and I want to do more, but I got a family and I got to do my, you know, I got to, I got to keep working. Yeah, so it, any, yeah. any little bit always helps and much, much love and thank you to anybody that chooses to do so. And I also have a t-shirt store where I sell uh, fine art photography prints on t-shirts and as well as anarchy based designs they find that they can find that at storefrontier.com slash wake the dead okay. I'll, I'll make sure to i'm going to include all these uh links as well for people wonderful so just check the episode thank description you. yeah man for sure thank you kindly yeah i don't charge for anything that i do so like donations and t-shirts help me keep sweet keep charting turn along but i'm gonna keep going anyway you know i'll keep doing because i do have a computer now and i have all the sweet the components so like i'm gonna keep chugging away and you know i i hope that everybody is interested and wants to keep listening and thank you for listening today i appreciate you and thank you for having me on your show yeah man thank you so thank you so much again sean but definitely won't be the end the the end of the uh rainbow so to speak and (laughs) we'll see you again soon my friend so be well uh, and take care of yourself cheers all right later brother